Good morning, everyone. Good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to the first energy boost, first weekly energy boost of 2019. No? Yeah. Last week was December 31st. That's correct. So. And we're at the Warner Brothers studio. David. Turn it off. Awesome. You can hear me in the background. Yes, David is watching his own show. <laughs> we are with you. It is January 7th, 2019, right? Oh, that I got to think about. Um, and we're back. We are excited to share with you. This is a new beginning of many sorts, and we will talk more about that. Uh, we are here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific to share with you the spiritual weather forecast for the coming seven days. I am Elisheva. This is David. David, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for it. We've got to stop with that applause. <laughs> Thank you for braving the traffic with me this morning. Yes. So um, every week we share this um navigation tool that we have come to learn from the wisdom of Kabbalah. And the last few weeks, we have had amazing questions from callers. So we want to make sure that you guys know you can call in at any moment. There's nothing more than we love than an impromptu in inter interruption. And uh, we love having it go to uh, whatever direction you guys need. And that's really what drives this show is we want to know from you, what are you facing and we can use the weekly wisdom from Kabbalah to help you get to the best destination possible. So if you want to call in, you can do so at 323-524-2599 at any time in the show. If you're watching on Facebook, you can comment in the questions or you can always email us at energyboost@kabbalah.com. We actually have a couple questions to answer yeah. that we've gotten over the last few weeks. But before all else, we have to talk about the fact that today on the Kabbalistic calendar is the first day of the month of Aquarius. And if there was a line in the show that deserved applause, that would be it. No, 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 The month of Aquarius from the Kabbalistic point of view is a stark contrast from the um, closing month, right? Yeah. The month of Capricorn. Kabbalistically is one of the three more challenging months of the year. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone who's listening is saying amen to that. Mm. That we're, you know, the, the truth is that the Kabbalistic calendar runs on a, a lunar, sol lunar solar cycle. So we still have a little bit of the influence of Capricorn for the next week or so. But um, the big shift in what we will experience begins today. And there are a couple really powerful positive days that we have to look forward to this month that we'll, of course, talk about. But the important thing is, and this to me is, is uh, I don't think there are any two signs, two months back to back that are more different mm. as you go through the rest of the year. Capricorn is on one end of the spectrum. Aquarius is on the other end of the spectrum. So, David, what, when, when someone says to you, what's Aquarius, what do you say? Well, I think we how can how can we use this month what, well, for good? Well, we can all uh, tap into some <laughs> of the positive qualities of Aquarius for this month. So, just by us talking about some of these qualities, these are energies that are available to all of us. So, one amazing quality of the Aquarius is they have the ability to accept people for who they are. They don't get into the judgmental zone with people. And that's why people like Aquarius. People like to hang out with Aquarius. People like to be friends with an Aquarius. People like to spend time with the Aquarius. Aquarius are very fun. 
likable personalities. David has no Aquarius in his chart. I, I so am there Aquarius. Is, there is zero bias I, coming at you right I now. I am Aquarius in the uh, solar calendar, <laughs> but I wasn't thinking about that as I was telling the truth. As you Aquarius. were describing yourself? <laughs> as I was telling the truth about <laughs> Aquarius. So I think that is a great quality about the Aquarius, that they do not, they accept people for who they are. And that's hugely valuable because uh, the, the way to break through any person, to help them change, to help them grow, to help even just to be popular. Because wow. we all want to be David, popular. we have a caller. Uh, we haven't even started. <laughs> wow. Okay. It all, people only call in when David's talking. I don't all know right. if you've all so, noticed so that. So we'll pick up where, where, where we left off soon. Let's hear the caller. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Okay, just right. just to interrupt so David's train of thought. Back to you, David. So let's go back to that. So so if I if you want to break through with someone or you want to create some kind of a miracle with someone, starting off with not judging them and accepting them who, for who they are, is the way is the best form of communication. Because even if you're right or you have something amazing to say, people shut down and they don't want to listen to you. And actually, your words don't have power when they feel that you're judging them. So actually. This month, we can just tap into that energy if that's something that we're all looking for. We all need help in relationships. And uh, that is one of the main reasons why people don't listen to us because they feel energetically that we're judging them. So the Aquarius's gift is the ability to really to understand, rationalize, and see the other side of everyone's negative qualities. I think that, first of all, that in a million years, I never would have given that as an answer. So I'm really glad I let you answer first. (laughs) That's really exciting. I think for me, the thing I look forward to the most is, um, you know, I, I'm not like 900 years old, but my, the experience that my life has given me makes me do things a certain way and think about things in a certain way. And I like to use this month to break that, to break out of those old limiting belief systems I mean, David spun it on, you know, others. I I use it on myself, Mm -hmm. selfishly, you know, enjoying the energy of wherever I feel in my life, um, there's nothing I can do about it, or it's just the way it is, or this is who I am. Anything that you feel you're locked into, Mm -hmm. this is, you have all of the support from the universe to break that. And and last night we had um, a new moon lecture in Los Angeles, in the center in Los Angeles, and our resident astrologer shared that um, on the 11th, I forget exactly all the details, forgive me, but apparently Pluto and the sun are going to meet somewhere and go out on a date. Okay. And that happens once a year. And so that means that there is a huge opportunity for the unleashing of our spiritual potential. Okay. Uh, from an astrologer's point of view, it's one of the most positive days of the year, point blank. And then we have another really positive day coming up. I think it's two weeks from today, which should be the th- 13th. No, sorry. twenty. It's the 21st, the show on the 21st. We'll talk about it. But that's uh, Kabbalistically one of the most positive days of the year. So we'll, this year, this month is full of... Um, you know, cosmic support, you know, that you've, uh, I'm sure many of you have seen that uh, post on social media. Mercury is out of retrograde, so, n- so now everything is your fault, right. right? So this is the month where you can't really blame the cosmos for anything. It's not energetically, uh, there, there's no energetic obstacle this month that you can blame anything on. It's really, you have full support from the universe to do anything. And people ask us all the time, what are great days to sign contracts? What are great days to start things, end things, plant seeds? 
So I think it will be important to share for this month those which days are the most optimal days to be able to plant those seeds. So aside from today, which is Monday of you know the, the week, tomorrow – very Both these days, today and tomorrow, very Tomorrow positive. is also a very powerful day. Um, the, it's the passing – it marks the anniversary of a passing of a great Kabbalist who was the original, I think, out-of-the-box thinker. And so we, we actually get two days of that – you know, blast from the universe to break free from any of those limiting beliefs, thought patterns, behaviors, habits. Um, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I'm very excited. Great. We have a great question here, by the way, totally new moon related. Please. Normally when we have the, we talk about the new moon every few shows, obviously. So we talk about how, you know, our behavior and our, attitude in this day sets a mold for the coming month. So it's really important to think limitlessly, act generously, speak kindly in, in really illogical ways in these 24 so, hours. So let me, let me just add to what you just said. You, you just basically said, in, in other words, the next 48 hours, every thought, word, and action. It's probably more like... 30 30 yeah because we've already gone through some of it right where we're, we're, our consciousness is under a microscope our words are under my uh, under a microscope so we are planting seeds so it's very important to put that positive positive energy out mm -hmm. there in the next 30 so mm -hmm. hours and so th that's why I'm, I'm pre framing it normally what we we share on the new moon show is it's also a great day to set goals mm-hmm Right. We want to if, if this is the, the day that I get to set the mold for the coming month, who I'm going to be, what I want to manifest. So what are the things I want to achieve? And I often say, you know, make sure it's measurable. Don't just say I want to be a better person. How do you want to be a better person? Right. I'm going to make an effort to share at least once a day in, in an illogical way. And then you can look back 30 days from now and say, yes, I did it, or I almost did it, or I didn't do it, right? right. And, and it may be a financial goal, it may be an emotional goal, that's not the issue. But the, uh, w the question that I have here on my feed is, um, I'm confused about goal setting as it seems like setting my own agenda. I see. So, so, so some people have the issue with thinking too much about themselves almost. It's like, it's selfish almost setting goals. It can sound selfish because what we're saying is this is what I want to achieve. This is what right. I want to accomplish. Right. What do you say to that? Well, this, is, this sometimes confuses students who study Kabbalah because Kabbalah isn't just a linear study. You have to kind of learn many different concepts and utilize them all at once. The same way that the body is performing trillions of functions simultaneously. Spiritually, we have many functions that need to be operating at the same time. So one of them is <clears throat> the understanding that we need to perform perform as a vessel. We need to function as a vessel. A vessel is a force that receives and, and manifests. has desires. And it has desires and, and, and fulfills those desires. And other times, we need to act as a channel of energy, which is the sharing force. So how can you be both a sharing force and a receiving force? So Kabbalah marries the two, and that's actually how miracles are created. And it's very important to be able to live in those two realms simultaneously. It's important to realize that the creator created you to receive everything in this world. And in fact, if you do not receive, you are, you are denying the purpose of creation. Because there's a lot of people who say, no, receiving is bad. I shouldn't have anything. I shouldn't. I don't deserve anything. And there's a lot anything. of spiritual wisdoms out there that teach that, you know, right. renounce the material world and, and whatnot. Right. Because if you're renouncing the material world, then you are renouncing the light of the creator because the light of the creator exists in the material world. So the idea is to receive from everything in this world. But how you receive then begins the new discussion of becoming a giver, becoming a channel of sharing. Right. So the question is, whether it's answering Patricia's question or not, 
I'm sure many people have the question, why are you asking for what you're asking? Why are you Correct. Try. Why would you like to achieve and accomplish the things that you put on your goal list? Exactly. Give yourself permission to have times where you just think about yourself in order to be a channel of sharing and caring. Because if you don't set goals, you're not going to be a great wife, husband, mother. You know, your kids are going to miss out. Your relationship's going to feel your lackluster energy. Right. You have to create your own energy so that people feel your energy. And and by the way, that doesn't mean, well, I wanted a new Gucci purse. So and that's for the self alone. So I'm going to just scratch that off the list. That's not a goal, first of all. But it's not, it's not a goal. But sometimes <clears throat> it's OK to have a good. Right. But this is what okay. I, that's what I'm saying. It's not about t- saying, you know, looking at your list and saying, well, this isn't for others. So I've got to take it off the list. The question is, how will having this or doing this or accomplishing this expand my capacity to exactly. share, influence, you know, I, exactly. I'm the first one to say I need a manicure <laughs> exactly. in order to, to feel good about myself and not, not to feel good about myself, but not to be busy with it. It helps me feel better about standing sure. in front of people. Sure. So it's also awesome. good to be clean. I mean, it'd be nice if we all saw <laughs> you clean and that's, that's, that you represent so, the yeah. light My of hands the are unmanicured at present, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying. It's, it's really, the, and it's not about just saying it. Right. It's not just saying uh, my manicure makes me feel good. So I'm going to go get a manicure and then I'm going to be able to share with people more. It's really looking at all of the all of that which you do to enrich yourself. Right. I think the word the popular world word out there is Mm self-care. Self-care is mandatory, according to Kabbalah, because if you're not taking care of yourself, you cannot take care of others. You cannot pour from an empty pitcher. And so that's a that's a big thing. Um, it, when it when it comes to setting goals, and again answering directly the question, but I think in general is how are those goals serving, right around me? And if we want to go even deeper, uh, it's a whole other discussion cabalistically. But the goals that you set for yourself, those are proactive and powerful. Sometimes, unfortunately, the the universe sets goals for you, mm-hmm. so it's very reactive, right? So if if like a famous discussion Kabbalistically is, well, when should I look inside, kind of like beat myself up to change something? When is it okay to feel bad about changing something? When you set time aside and you proactively decide to feel pain about something you've done, that's very positive. If you're going throughout your day and thoughts bombard you, make you feel about feel bad about yourself and make you then... Take you out of the present moment. Take you out of the present moment, make you sad about the mistake you've made. That's the universe setting your agenda. And that's a problem. That's reactive. That's you basically listening to the negative side. And are and you saying though it. that if 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 let's say before I go to sleep at night, mm-hmm. I decide I'm going to review my day and see balance the books. Yeah. What did I do? What didn't I do? Very what I'm going to do better. So will the universe not bombard me with those it, thoughts during the day? Yeah. So you set you just set your, you just set up the question because you knew the answer. If you proactively choose anything, then the universe doesn't have to bombard you with it, right? So it's all about you deciding, and that's a very Aquarius thing. Aquarius likes to decide. Aquarius does not, very independent. Aquarius does not like to lose its free will. And if we have this uh, sidetrack for a moment, if you have Aquarius in your life or you deal with an Aquarius, you date an Aquarius, you have an Aquarius child, the minute you take their space away or you take their free will away, or you take their choice away, what would you say they completely is, shut down. What would you say is the tikkun of Aquarius? The tikkun of Aquarius? Well, what, the, the word tikkun means. Um, transformation of the soul, co- correct? That which requires correction, right? And 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 that includes not only you know the the internal blockages and those negative behaviors and belief systems, it also includes the transformation so that I can 
express more of my greatness, right? Correct. So it's not only, it, 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 it sometimes sounds negative, like I have stuff to work on because I'm not good enough. It's not. It's those layers that if I remove them, my soul can shine more brightly. The soul shines and then the unlimited you sh- comes through. Right, and, and, and we choose, according to Kabbalah, we choose our astrology sign based on what we, the work we need to do. So mm-hmm. it's not that the astrology sign is the cause of the tikkun. It's just the best clothing for us to wear to accomplish our tikkun. Right. So if I have something I need to change about myself, I come lifetime after lifetime to change it. Uh, according to what I need to change, I'll be born under a certain astrological sign, which will kind of give me a, a, a map of what, of what it is that I came to change. So why would a soul choose the Aquarius? The Aquarius. So basically, you have to analyze anything that is limiting the Aquarius is what the Aquarius needs to change. So what limits the Aquarius? Oh, we have you have a no? <laughs> This is seamless. I love it. <laughs> it's like Elisheva pocket dialing. <laughs> I'm texting people. Yeah. Call now. <laughs> good morning. Who's this? Hi. Good morning. This is Joel. Hi, Joel. How are you? Good. I'm great, actually. This is Elisheva. It is. Hi, Elisheva. This is. Uh, I, I actually know your husband. I've met him uh, uh, many times. Actually, I've been in Kabbalah one, two, three, four. I've been with David. Oh, wow. Well, it's nice to yeah. meet you over the phone. Yes, yes, it is nice. Um, can Joe, you, Joe, am you I are, on air or I'm not on air? You are, you are on, on air. air live across the whole world. So tell us what's on your mind, Joe. Hey, David, how are you? Good, good. <laughs> wow, it's great to hear you, man. It's uh, Happy New Year to you and everybody. Likewise. Happy New Year. Likewise. Talk to us, Joel. Tell us what's going on. People want to hear your wisdom. Okay, just... Quickly, quickly, I just want to let you know a few things about what's going on. I'm actually uh, turning 50 tomorrow. Wow, happy birthday. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Capricorn. And I've had a a fewer speaking of cleansing. And I just wanted to share with you that um, what I've been going through this past month, it's unbelievable. I've had no choice in this matter. It's almost like... um, I'm put in a situation where I have to say, okay, there's two things you're going to do right now. First, you're going to stop and you're going to listen and you're going to uh, take everything in uh, that I give you and know that it's a blessing. That's been the hardest part of my life, trying to know that everything that's coming in is a blessing. Mostly this past year because I put everything, I've tried to put a couple of things in practice. I'm keeping it simple. Joel, I'm going to cut I'm you off. To I'm going to cut thinking. you off real quick. I want to give you 15 yeah. more seconds to be able to, be, only because we have to be sensitive to people listening. Yes, 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 yes. Give us 15 of seconds of the uh, background and the question. Okay, I've just got a, uh, two things that happened to me. This uh, I had to get surgery this month. Put me in a situation where I had to stop everything. Everything was going so dandy and great. I was very busy with work and business, and all of a sudden, I was put to stop immediately. And I haven't been doing anything other than being able to spend time with my family, things that I wasn't doing before. Secondly, I've had to look at my life and see, wait a second, there's so many things that are going on that are not correct. And I really have to change them because I feel like my body's going through a metamorphosis. I don't know what it is, but everything that's happened this past month is everything so what's your question so i'm trying to say is it's so hard to see it as a blessing but i am seeing it as a blessing every time i do it changes everything but 
it's hard, David. It's just hard. I mean, come on. Sometimes I wake up. I've been having, I'm someone that's very physical and I love exercise. I haven't even been able to do that for two months now. And it's that thing where I have to stand still. Well, uh, that's maybe can... my question. What am I going through, David, here? And I'll leave it at that. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna okay. cut the line and we're going to discuss uh, what you uh, shared with us, Joel. Alishava, you want to start? Nope. All right. <laughs> so I think this is very common. This happens to a lot of people that uh, you're, you're, you're stopped in your tracks because we all have an agenda of how we want to move through life. So we just talked about taking care of ourselves and taking care of the world. We, have, we all create agendas. Let's say you create a great agenda of how you're going to take care of yourself, you're going to take care of other people, how you're going to share, how you're going to be like the light of the creator as we learn in Kabbalah. And then something happens that takes you off course. Par- you know what I'm, I'm thinking? Uh, I, I'm not cutting you off permanently just for a second. Yeah. The sentence that the energy of this week, which we didn't even get to start to talk about yet, is basically encapsulated in this question. Okay. Right? It's like the, 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 from, so we've been talking about the monthly point of view, right? Everything Aquarius, that's going to last for the next four weeks. But this specific week, according to Kabbalah, we've been talking the last few weeks about confronting others, how to confront others. This week is about confronting yourself. You, you, this is the week that you go inward and you deal with what you've got to deal with. So for Joel's question, perfect timing, but if, if, if Joel or any of us take the opportunity to look inward and say, wait a second, you, what you call low-hanging fruit, mm-hmm. right? If I do the things that I know I need to do, the universe doesn't need to stop me in my tracks. Right, right. So the question is, what are the, this, is, th- this week the universe is asking us, What's your low-hanging fruit? What are the things you know? You know it. You know that you need to do it. You know you need to stop talking that way. You know you need to stop eating those things. You know you need to stop uh, hanging out with those people. You know that you need to stop thinking that way. Mm -hmm. This is the week to do it. And sometimes it can be very, I mean, to your point, sometimes it can be very (laughs) stressful to constantly think about, well, what do I need to change because I don't want the universe to smack me. Mm-hmm. Another method that I like to use, uh, because that could also be crippling sometimes. We talk about it a lot, and sometimes people feel like, oh, my God, there's so much work to do. To be able to tell the universe, look, I'm going to move forward in the best way I know how with all the wisdom I've learned. But I'm also open if you want to change course. So that simple prayer out to the universe, that simple desire internally in your soul, or you, verbal- or you verbalizing it however you want to do it. If each one of us listening right now are willing just to tell the, the universe, tell the creator, I'm going to move forward in the way I best see how. I'm going to work on myself as I best can. But I'm also open for a complete change of, of my plans. As long as you can give it to me mercifully. You can, we can even request that. We can request that a change of plans happen mercifully. And so for Joel, it sounds like the surgery or the, the health issue or whatever it was that came up sounded like a merciful way to adjust his plan. And that's sometimes the best because we're not going to always anticipate what we need to do, what we need to change. So all of us need to realize that we should choose. Tell the, tell the universe ahead of time because it's going to happen anyways. But tell the universe, I'm open to you intervening because you can't just sit there and second guess everything you're doing no, all the you, time. The, the message is I'm going to take this track, but I want to know if there's a better track. I want to know if the better track. Show me. I'm open as opposed to being stubborn, closing ourselves off and having the message have to be beaten into us. And, and that's... The, reflecting on the day at night before you go to sleep is, you know, if you would take that reflection, let's say seven days in a row or 14 days in a row, and you would see the same yourself 
hitting a wall, the same walls, right? right? You'd say, okay, wait a second. Maybe I do need to make a left where I thought I needed to make a right. Maybe the telling everybody no (laughs) isn't the right way to go. Maybe there's another approach. And that's one of the reasons that it's like the the accounting of the universe is constant, right? And if we don't take that time to pause and do our own accounting, then you know sometimes it's it comes to the to the point where the universe needs to step on the brakes and give us a really clear and loud message. That's very good. That's very good. And Michael Berg once told me that every morning, part of one of his meditations is, and and I and I've been using it, uh, is to s- tell the creator, "I'm open to any change of my plans that you have today," because you, th- when the creator takes the wheel, then you're going in the most direct path towards fulfillment. And if you fight that or you're, or you're naive about the fact that the creator is not going to get involved in your process or you're going to just try to do it yourself, that is a recipe for pain. So let's all ask the creator to completely take over, even if it's completely against our comfort that zone. That doesn't mean we don't do our work. That doesn't mean we don't get off the couch. That doesn't mean right. we don't continue in the path that, we d- that does seem to be the right one. But we're constantly checking in and making sure or looking for the, the support from the universe that we're on the right track. And if we're not, we're, we, we turn. We, exactly. we, we reroute. And someone just wrote, how do you mercifully request from the, from the creator? When you just ask, you already access the mercy. We just need to ask. People don't ask. People don't ask for help from the creator, from their soul, from the universe, however you want to put it. Just keep asking all day long. There's no shame in that. Keep asking all day long, and that's how the mercy comes. Okay. What if you're afraid? Is that a question that you <clears throat> just got? Yeah, but we also have to go back to the Aquarius Tikkun. What if, what, if you, what if you're afraid to ask the universe? Well, why is a person afraid? Maybe they like the degree of control that they experience in their life right well, now. As long as, they can be, as long as they can be honest about that. I'm just guessing. be honest, right? I think that's also a great way to find out about yourself, that maybe you're not 100% sure you want to change or to receive more. Maybe you're comfortable with where you're at, even though you're telling everybody you're not. Uh, it, I, I always know where I'm limited when someone makes a suggestion to me and I have an aversion to it. <laughs> I, Let's say that more slowly because I think that was a gem. <laughs> I know when I'm personally limited, when a person makes any suggestion to me and I have an aversion to it. That's, that is a serious diamond, you yeah. know? And, and again, you know, I, I work with a lot of people who... They are the best in their field. They do know what they're talking about. They do have the experience, but that allergic reaction, that that allergic knee-jerk reaction. Re- if you have an allergic reaction, just look at it. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. A, that's a big one, and I and I use that as a compass many times. You know that way. Okay, I felt it. Be quiet and, and sit on it for a little bit before you. Absolutely. So what do we want to tell them about Aquarius? Where did we stop? We the didn't even thing? go there. We just said, why would the soul choose the the clothing of Aquarius, and then we got a phone call. So I'm, um, I'm looking at the screen to see if we're going to get another phone call now. Why would the soul... <laughs> and then I want to get oh, back yeah, to the, the limitations. We right. said, the, we limitations. said the, the, what were the potential corrections of the Aquarius? So if any of us have a little bit of Aquarius in us or mm-hmm. we're dealing with other people who are Aquarius, what limits the Aquarius? I think it's that the Aquarius always thinks it, what it's doing is right and is not open necessarily to any limitation. So they, they view criticism in, but when, when David limitation. says limitation, it's, it's any sort of inhibitions, any sort of restraints on them. Any restraints. Any rules, any, laws, 
Yeah, feeling know. controlled by the outside <laughs> is a big thing for the Aquarius. So um, really, they see everyone's suggestions to them as a threat to their freedom. And as a result, this is very limiting because then the Aquarius won't actually manifest. We'll have a lot of great ideas, but won't manifest. And that's one of the reasons that relationships are an area of work for Aquarians. Mm -hmm. They have tons of friends, but aren't very close and intimate with most of them. And mm -hmm. that, that intimacy is a can feel like a lack of freedom, right? right? The, the commitment or the uh, vulnerability right. <clears throat> is hard for them. And I know a lot of people even listening now, the idea of being in a relationship... <laughs> just with one person for the rest of their life, they have an allergic reaction to that. <laughs> and sometimes people wonder, well, how is that even possible to just settle down? And obviously it's a longer discussion, but uh, I mean, I don't really have an answer, a short answer for that. But just to know that, that you don't want to have any limitation. You don't want to have any limitation. So the fact that you're so against settling down, there is probably some gems of, 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 of fulfillment existing there right. in commitment. In and the by the way, that's not, there, I know plenty of Aquarians that are in, you know, long-term relationships, you know, marriages mm -hmm. and whatnot. That's, it's not, whatever we're saying is, a um, you know, the, the wisdom of, of astrology as we learn it in Kabbalah comes from the book of formation and from different Kabbalists. From Abraham, from Abraham, yeah. Right. So it, there's so many facets to a person's astrology sign. I have an Aquarius at home who's, rising and moon or Virgo. So they do not come across as an Aquarius because they have so much more earth in their chart. So we're giving these kind of blanket statements more for, for all of us to be able to navigate the month of Aquarius rather than to diagnose, uh, people who are born in the month right. of Aquarius. So that's important. And someone just imagine. said they have two Aquarius kids and, and I like to sometimes just throw these one liners people can remember. I have three Aquarius kids. Nah, 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 do you nah, really nah. have three Aquarius kids? I, I, I win. <laughs> the best way I like to communicate with the Aquarius, I like to start every conversation by saying, listen, I just want to start by saying that you can do whatever you want and have whatever you want. And I just want to make sure that you never feel any limitation. I, I, even if it has nothing to do with what I'm about to say, they just love hearing that. They just <laughs> love use that. You when, can do whatever you want I... and have whatever you want, by the way. You don't have to do anything I say. And then they're so open to listening to you because they already, you already took the threat away. So that's very important. That's, that's beautiful. Just, Aquarius are actually very easy to talk to as long as you don't threaten them with uh, limitations. Oops. Oops, says the mom. <laughs> <laughs> the threatening mom. Okay. Let's go back to um, the energy of the week because I think that there's a lot of, first of all, the Zohar, which is where this wisdom comes from that we share with you on the weekly energy. It has so much juicy tidbits, content right. in it this week. Um and, and the first one, again, starts off with that idea that, um, you know, we are responsible for the majority of our suffering. And, and that, I think, is something that, you know, if you're, if you're on a spiritual path, maybe you're like, well, oh, of course. But I think the majority of the world blames their suffering on the government, the economy, their neighbors, their parents, some, you know, a teacher when they were seven. And, and that idea that we... It's not, we, I think we said it last week or the week before, you're not guilty, but you are responsible, mm -hmm. right? You're not to blame, but you can do something about it. And, and having that combination, having this week's energy fall in the month of Aquarius, is like a double whammy kind of, mm -hmm. you know, because that idea that I'm in charge, that's what the Aquarius, right? We're all going to want to be in charge this week, this month. And having that ability to say, you know what, 
I don't need to keep reliving something that happened 20 years ago over and over and over again. I don't, that doesn't need to be my story anymore. I can mm -hmm. rewrite my story. Absolutely. And that's the, the, the universe this week is really, it's not even about getting out of the box. It's living like there is no box. This week, you need to know that there is no box. And so all of the limitations and those things that you've told yourself or that, you know, I remember we had a conversation, <clears throat> I don't remember which show it was, last week's show or the show before, where um, someone said, oh, I was reading a letter that someone wrote in, and we have two good questions, by the way, from, from people who wrote in, um, that she was saying her dad told her something and that's always made her blah, blah, blah. Right. Look at all of those this week, right? right? The, the things you were told that have made you blah, blah, blah. That's what's really important, and 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 what it, you know, it's not just about looking at it. It's we can we can uproot those. Right. Th those don't need to be our story anymore. So I guess the first question, and we want to ask everybody this week, are what are those things? That's where you want to tap into the Aquarius. Aquarius does not care what anybody says or thinks, right? So when it comes to you making positive choices in your life, you have to cast away what anyone has ever said about you that's been limiting you or has said to you that's put these false belief systems in your head, that's a great time to be Aquarius. Aquarius just simply forgets constantly what's, been <laughs> going, what's going on. Forget, 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 and then just uh, connects to the present. And that is a positive Aquarius trait that we all can use because people get overwhelmed when they want to change or they want to make a plan or make a goal or you know, create a new life. They get overwhelmed. They think that, oh my God, there's so much I need to change. There's so much I need to do. And a thousand different negative thoughts come to them. Really, the secret is just start planting seeds because the first seed you plant brings you the strength, light, and energy to plant the second seed. If you're trying to think about how you're going to plant all 100 seeds, you will be overwhelmed and you will stop. And that's, the, by the way, that's the, the Capricorn. The Capricorn wants to schedule and sketch. That's and why it's so heavy. That's why, that's why it doesn't go anywhere. And I don't, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the last few weeks, I have had more people ask me about leaving their significant other mm. than I think any other time of the year. Maybe maybe it happens a little bit in the summer, towards the end of the summer. Right, let's well. ask our audience, have you <laughs> wanted to leave your partner or leave your relationship? I don't know that they want to admit that. In, in your mind, <laughs> in your mind, in the last four weeks. Have you, you wanted, have no, it's, it, it's really about calling it quits. Has there been something in your life that you have wanted to walk away from in the last few weeks? I, right. Probably everybody has. Right. Don't comment if you've thought <laughs> about leaving someone. If you haven't uh, thought... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, no, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's not about leaving someone. Maybe it's about quitting something. Quitting Some something. partnership, relationship, project, effort, venture, endeavor. That's that the inability, right? The the desire that we've all had in the last four months, to, uh, four weeks, to be able to. What's going to happen? Mm -hmm. Is it going to work out? How's it going to be? What should I do? We can let wash that out with the you know let the ocean take carry that away back into the the universe and, and really focus on what can I do? I can do anything. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can do whatever you I'm gonna, want. I'm going to bring that back up and next time we have a conversation. Even sure if you make a mistake, useful. do whatever you want, but then just be open to learn from it. It's the people who are just frozen with inaction and do nothing and they don't put their content out and they don't, they don't go out and start their, they don't start their endeavors and their relationships. They end up learning nothing and then they fall into depression because depression is just not, not sharing not creating. That's, that's where sadness comes from. So, so really this month, you can do whatever you want. You do whatever you want. And then just be open to learn from it. That's all. So can I give you one of the questions that I got people from... Are, uh, people are writing. Oh, have so doubts what do you about have the So people are writing, yes, I have doubts about my relationship. And then someone else wrote, yes, I have thought about leaving and quitting significant things in my life. 
in the last four weeks. So, so what do you want Cabela to tell the told people? told you so. <laughs> what do you want to tell the people who have been thinking and having doubts about their relationship? So what I would do, like blanket response to everybody, is don't do anything right now. Mm-hmm. Let let the energy of Aquarius come in and illuminate what was sitting in the dark before. I don't know if it, the, the Kabbalists give a really great metaphor, right? There's there's um, two kinds of blindness, right? There's blindness. You're sitting in a dark room and you don't know where anything is. So you walk around and you're, you know, you're trying to feel your way around. You, oh, there's a, a couch. Okay, I'm going to walk around the couch. I'm going to keep my hand around the couch till I get to the other side of it, right? The cautious knowing I have no idea where I'm going. The, the more dangerous kind of blindness is, oh, I see something in front of me. Oh, it's a, it's a post. It's a post. Okay, but what? It's a person, mm-hmm. right? When you think you see in the dark, that's the most dangerous blindness. And that's the kind of blindness we experience. Obviously, it's metaphorical, right? In the month of Capricorn, you think, oh, you think it's over. Mm. You think this is the end. You think you can't take it anymore. And the, the Kabbalists explain that there is a, a what's the word? Diminution? D- dimun- There's less light? <laughs> <laughs> Diminution. There's a fancy word for it. There's less light. The, the, the light is less um, naturally present in the month, so things seem darker. Right. What, however it seemed a month ago, it seemed worse for a month, and odds are, and I'm saying this as a blanket statement, odds are things will seem better. And I'm not saying, right, okay, it's the month of Aquarius for the last uh, 10 hours, it doesn't look better, I'm calling it quits. No, give it some time. Do a 360. You know, right. Look around and see, I mean, you said to me before, right, when we were driving here, you know, do, Part of this I created, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever situation it is, whatever, you know, you can, not, don't talk about a relationship, look at your garden, right? You look at all the, the garden, the weeds and the plants are dying. You can look at it and say, well, it was a cold winter, no, no, no. But listen, there was some, you could have done something about it sooner and only now you're looking at it. Right. So wait, it, wait another, energetically, I would recommend to wait another few weeks and then borrow the Aquarius mind, mm-hmm. the limitless, I don't know what I don't know, I'm excited to find out. Show me with mercy. I want to know. Right. And I think it's also, I was speaking to somebody this morning, and they're struggling to try to change so many things. And also, it's important that we all remind remind ourselves, it's not that challenge. It's not that tough. You know, we, we make it sound like it's so hard, and there's so many barriers, and oh my God. Really changing, you have to remind yourself, changing is not that hard. Planting positive seeds is not that hard. You just have to start doing it. You just have to start doing positive things and make it fun. I try to make spirituality fun. I try to make transformation fun. fun. I try to make self-reflection fun. Otherwise, you won't do it. If something's not fun, you will stop doing it. You know, there's this um, uh, movement now. What's it called? Me too? I'm sorry. No, no. (laughs) Minimalism, where like, you know, you have four toys for your kid. And you mm. have like two utensils in your ki- like you really pare down to the bare minimum of what you need. Okay, oh, and it's called um, what's her name? Marie Kondo. She has a show on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, but I see people crying on social media about really? watching it. And now, all they have is a melon baller <laughs> and uh, one set of sheets. But um, because the melon baller brings them joy, that's her thing. Keep only what brings you joy. So huh, I, like that. I I think that there's a lot there. I'm using it as an example, right? If you clear out all the clutter in your mind, right? In your, the, the, like you said, the 
people told you when you were younger, the expectations, the ideals that you set for yourself, and you focus on what you can do, being simple, planting seeds, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the very, it, it is really simple. It's, 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 it, it can be simple, right? If you choose to make it hard and painful, then it will feel that way. Changing. And there, by the way, I know a lot of people, not including myself, of course, <laughs> that think that suffering is good. It's a right. good sign, right? right? Not, it yeah, means I'm doing something. And, and removing that belief system, right? No question, there may be challenges along the way and things may get difficult. But the suffering, what do they say? Pain is inevitable, suffering is an option. Mm, nice. Suffering is a choice. We can, you know, how many times have you been going through something difficult and you're there, you're able to be there for someone nonetheless. Mm-hmm. You can show up for other people and with kindness and love nonetheless. That's an example, right? When we're suffering, we don't let ourselves be right. there and present and giving in right. the midst of it. Right. So, you have, you have, I, have a, I have a question. Yeah, you please. have a questions there also? Uh, no. Okay, so after, uh, I think it was two shows ago, I got a great question from um, a longtime Kabbalah student who was asking, you know, we, we, we have spent, if you didn't get to watch the last few shows, we really focused a lot on um, confrontation and dealing with challenging situations and our responses to the confrontations. Okay. So the question, some uh, the Cliff Notes version of the question was, um, this person has been married for decades and their wife not only remembers every mistake that they've made in their 30 something years of marriage, but she does not hesitate to remind him of those missteps every, at every possible opportunity. I don't know if it helps to tell you their astrology signs. Okay. Yeah. She's a Leo. Okay. And he's a Pisces. Okay. Yeah, right. we're already shedding tears. <laughs> so ba- basically, she's constantly berating or commenting upon the negativity that she's experienced by him in the past 30 years. What does he do? What does he do with that? Well, uh, considering you're the only husband in the room right now, <laughs> why don't you speak to that? Well, I think the Pisces definitely it's not, an, you know, it's not easy when, you're, when the person you're in marriage with or long-term partnership with um, doesn't respect you, right? Or it seems like she or he doesn't respect you and, 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 and puts you down. And, you know, who wants to come home to that, right? So you, you definitely got to change your movie. He's got to change his destiny somehow. And it's not just about leaving the person, right? He's got to first employ spirituality and spiritual tools to change his destiny. Otherwise, it will follow him to the next relationship. So one of the things I always remind myself is, you know, whatever his wife is remembering about him, the creator is forgetting, which I think is powerful because whatever we experience. Oh, say that. We'll say that again. <laughs> so it's kind of like, kind of like it says that if you, if if you experience some form of pain uh, in the physical world, it means in the spiritual world it's being cleansed. It means that you don't have to go through something much more severe. And usually, the first point of contact of the universe giving us a message is through our partner, right? So the partner is the first point of contact. He or she is telling us something that the universe is brewing up in terms of some form of judgment that could be more painful, but it really just comes as a shot to the ego from the partner. So she's saying stuff about the past. I mean, really the first low-hanging fruit here is I would tell him, does he have a name? Can we give a name? I don't want to give his name on okay, the so, He emailed me for a reason. Okay, so let's say his name is John. We have to tell, first thing I would have to tell John is if you really sat down and wrote down everything your wife said, uh, do you really feel like you've changed it all? 
I mean, first, just start there. Do you really feel like you've completely erased this negativity between you and the creator from your life and from your soul? Uh, I would start there because really, if you go deep and take responsibility for all the things she has, she's saying, um, she may stop just talking about it because she's, she's obviously talking about it for a reason. She's obviously still hurt. You're doing something on a daily basis to trigger her hurt. That's why she keeps bringing it up. So uh, that is probably going to solve it 80% of the time. If he really just actually made a list and started to respect what she says. He obviously doesn't respect what she says if she keeps bringing it up. Well, I, you know, I look at this person and I don't know him super well, but, you know, I think one of the challenges in spirituality is when you are genuinely a good person mm -hmm. and a nice person, it's hard when, yeah. you know what I mean? You're, you're making an effort, you're doing your best, and yet there's somebody who it's just not good enough for. Right. And right. that person happens to be the closest person to you in your life. That's really hard. Right, right. But we want to we want to win the marathon. And if you tell your coach, listen, I'm doing my best, but I, I just I can't go the distance. Coach being God. Coach being God. The <laughs> coach doesn't care if you're doing your best. The coach just wants you to succeed. So I think a lot of times in spirituality, we say we're doing our best and that's great. And we probably are. But we have to realize that there's so much more to our soul that we're not even tapped into. And the universe is trying to push us there. So he may be doing a lot of great things. He may be a great guy. He may be super nice. He may be super charitable and sharing. I think the creator doesn't care. I think the creator is looking at the other 50% of him he hasn't even accessed yet, that muscle he hasn't even used yet, that power that he hasn't even discovered yet. So it's not a bad thing. It's not a punishment. It's just you're being stretched to this new infinite version of you. Wow. I like that. And that's really what it is. There's no, it's not a bad thing. You're I just want to, there was one thing that David said before that I want to repeat because I think it's not only applicable for quote unquote John's scenario. I think that a lot of people, I mean, we had um, another uh, listener write in. She was talking about how she, um, she had a confrontation with a coworker and she did the opposite of what she would be inclined to do and it backfired. Right. So the, uh, a second ago, David said, you know, the fact that she has the laundry list, she remembers every little mistake you made means the universe is letting it go. Mm -hmm. And that I think is really, if you find yourself in a difficult situation with somebody that's just harping on you constantly, no, no, you're in luck. Right, right, right. <laughs> you're winning. If somebody has a problem with what you're doing, you're okay. Right. It's not a sign that you're not okay. And, and that, I think, you know, the, the hardest thing, and I, th I think this is a theme that comes up in, in shows from time to time, is that as people, we think that the most important thing is what's going on in our lives, the physical. You know, I have a job, I have family, I've got responsibilities, I have to take care of them, I want to go on a vacation once in a while, then I come back and I want to do... Kabbalah teaches that the reason you're here is to reveal the greatness of your soul and light and your godlikeness. Right. And we forget about that in the midst of the day-to-day. -day. So when you go back to that and you put that, all of the responsibilities and the obligations in the frame of that, things look different. Right. And, and that, that would be my advice. You know, like if you put on God's eyes, <laughs> put right. on God's glasses this week as much as you can and look at things not from you're stuck in the middle of it, you're wrestling with it. How do we get, get rid of the box? Only we see the box. Right. And, and Take off your glasses and put on... <laughs> And it's important. People That's going to be a book title. Put on God's glasses. <laughs> it's important that people remember and we remind them and we are reminded of how great 
we uh, how great we are potentially that we haven't even accessed. So a lot of the difficulties are just pushing us into that un unknown realm about ourselves. And something else that's very positive for people to remember is that when a person gets closer to the light of their soul and the light of the creator is shining on them, they start to see all their negativity. So when you start to see so many bad things about yourself, it's actually a positive sign that you've reached a very high level of who you are. Uh, people who see nothing about themselves, uh, that usually means that they're not close to the light of the creator. They're in darkness because they don't see anything negative about themselves. But when the light shines through, you see the dust in the room. Yeah, well, I think that that's part of the... The, the next once you start to see all your blockages, the next level is loving yourself nonetheless. Yeah. Really, you know, knowing that the fact that you see it is a good thing. I, I, to me, spirituality is one of the greatest acts of self-love. Right. You can you, you working on yourself is an indication that you care about who you are and what you can do. And so we got to go. <laughs> Not because someone's calling, but because our time is up. Um Thank you to everyone who wrote in your questions. You can also continue to post. We'll answer them. You can email us at energyboostatkabbalah.com. You can find uh, the podcasts of this show and all the millions of shows we've done before on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, CastBox, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Yeah, very simple. You go to your podcast app. If you have an iPhone, just type in Weekly Energy Boost, and we pop up. All our shows from the past can be seen there. Listen to. They can be heard. The can podcasts heard. are not videos. That's correct. That's okay. Good. I got to correct David once in the show today. <laughs> Have a wonderful week, everyone. We will see you next Monday, 10 a.m. Pacific. We are, I'm excited. Next week's going to be a great show. Um, have a wonderful week, and we want to hear from you, so don't be shy.